0: Welcome to the Ambitious Introvert Podcast, created especially for introverts, empaths, and highly sensitive entrepreneurs to help you build, grow, and scale a successful, sustainable business. I'm your host, Emma-Louise Parks, business and mindset coach for ambitious introverts. After 17 years working as an air traffic controller, the ultimate fast-paced, high-stimulus, extrovert-friendly role, My mission now is to show introverts that they too can create big results and success because of who they are, not in spite of it. I focus on introvert-friendly business and marketing strategy to help you switch overwhelm for clarity, confidence, and clients. Anna, I am going to say a word that is going to fill my audience with horror, probably. Can you guess what it is?
1: I have no idea.
0: It begins with a V.
1: (laughs) i have no idea valentine's
0: mm, it's the visibility word oh yes yes yes, yes. anna's nodding her head right? <laughs> Yes, yeah, she's nodding her head like oh yes that word yes yes anna tell my listeners all about yourself
1: Yes. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me on your show. I just adore you, Emma, and your message in the world. And yes, I do. One of the biggest things I help women with is visibility, but I'm a business coach and mentor for heart-centered entrepreneurs. I'm the coach of the heart-centered entrepreneur podcast. I mean the host. Um, and I help women with visibility and heart-centered, heart-centered sales to make money with heart. I love it. And you're an extrovert. I, I am an extrovert. <laughs> I am an ENFP, Enneagram 7. Like I am like out there.
0: I love that. And I can tell that from your socials because you always have such a good vibe and really good energy and I love it. But was showing up always easy for you from the start?
1: You know, I, maybe because I'm an extrovert, like, so my, my, childhood story is I actually did like acting in theater when I was very young. And so my first job, you know, in fifth grade was for like a theater company. And so I think because I was always performing and visible in that way, a lot of my visibility blocks, like I cleared early on. Um, But I would definitely say I've still had challenges in business, specifically around like selling and stuff. You did a marvelous
0: song on your stories a few weeks ago. <laughs> oh,
1: <that's right. laughs> Only on stories, not on like, Facebook, not on anything that would be kept, not on my podcast. Just, you should have made it highlights. I just wanted to be something that would disappear. It was amazing. <laughs> it was like, it was a
0: number from a musical. Yeah. Yep. And I just scrolled along and you were like, Oh, I'm just in between client calls. But here you go. <laughs> I just did this. I loved it. It was brilliant. Uh, so my listeners are going, "Oh my god!" Singing on social media, I know, like, I like know. no, like no. So when you came into the online space, then you'd obviously gotten you know through some of these blocks yourself. Like you say, you, you kind of you know still had the struggles with the selling, which I think a lot of heart-centered people do with yes. the sales. Yeah. Um, but what was it particularly about? online and the people that you worked with that made you really niche towards visibility? Was it just something that you saw so much struggle around?
1: Yeah. So I, so I, before I became a coach, I was a therapist, like a mental health therapist. And so, you know, when I was pregnant with my daughter, I just decided to do my business. And, um, I, I, I would say I did have some blocks of visibility coming in, especially because, you know, I wasn't certified as a life coach. I, you know, went to school to be a therapist. So you would think in my head I would feel qualified to be a coach, but I absolutely didn't. <laughs> and so I think I did have a lot of visibility blocks, less about being scared about being on camera, but more like in my, qual- more like business blocks in general. And so the reason I love helping women with visibility so much, number one, a lot of my clients are introverts too, because- Obviously it's like, how do I get visible in a way that's aligned? Right. But I just think in general, we have so many blocks. Like I feel like when we clear our visibility blocks, so much of our business gets easier in general. And so I just feel like it's really rewarding to coach women on visibility blocks
0: and i think a lot of my audience are going to really resonate with what you said there about you know am i qualified almost like a business block because for us introverts that's a huge thing it's like oh no i need to do more prep or i need to yes. get more certifications or yes. you know i can't put myself out there and one of the things I did fairly recently was went back and I wrote out everything that I had ever done in my 21 years career that uh, that was relevant to what I'm doing now. And I, you know, wrote down and I listed all of these different things, all my qualifications, all the courses that I'd taken. And I realized I'd coached almost 100 people one on one. And sometimes I still go, Oh, you know, well, I haven't been around online for that long. And it's so easy to almost disregard everything else. Like the fact you're saying, Oh, well, I'm a certified therapist, but I'm not a life coach. So is that okay? That's just such a big reminder that everyone feels that I don't want to call it imposter syndrome, but that almost, you know, is this okay? Can I put this out there?
1: I remember the first time, so before I did business coaching, I did life coaching for a little bit. And I remember the first thing I sold as a life coach was a group program because again, I was nervous to do one-on-one because I was like, am I allowed to be a one-on-one? Like, am I just allowed to charge people money to coach them one-on-one? So I- you know, I kind of didn't bust through the block. Instead, I avoided it by filling a group coaching program, which is fine too, right? Sometimes we just have to find another way. But, um, I remember selling out that program and getting like the PayPal payments coming into my inbox and you would think it would feel great. Right. But it felt so icky. It felt so, because I really didn't have any entrepreneurialism on my family. And so even though I was doing one-on-one therapy, my paycheck was still not coming from my clients directly. And so, it just felt odd and bizarre to get money for what I love to do. It felt wrong. And so I think like sometimes visibility, sometimes sales at the start, it doesn't always feel good, (laughs) but you know, it can over time.
0: Was it that difference? Do you think of like, I'm taking this person's money directly from them as opposed to, you know, if you're billing out a company or some insurance, like feel really different.
1: It felt so different for me. It felt because I don't, I'm not sure. I don't know why. And I think it was just in my head, you know, but I think I had to get to a place where I really owned my value. I really owned what I was bringing and, um, it definitely got easier over time. Like I love taking people's money now. I was going to
0: say, I, that was my next question. I was going to say, how do, how do you feel about sales now? And obviously you love it. Well,
1: I think able to see like, Oh, two things. Number one, when people pay, they're invested, right? I saw such a big difference. If people were paying, they were like saying, I like for my visibility program, right? It sounds so weird. This is a great coaching question, but even before people start my six week visibility, like camp before they, after they pay and before they start, I ask them this question in their email. I say, what's shifted for you even before we start the program? because you said yes. And you would, wouldn't believe <laughs> the amount of ways that people feel freedom and get unlocked in their visibility, even before I teach them anything. And I think some people would say, well, Anna, don't you feel like, no, I love that. Right. And so I think it's just such evidence that when we sell someone something that's aligned, even the process of buying and owning that, I think is powerful. And that just shows the power of when we make a decision, when we decide. Yes. I'm gonna, go, go. I'm gonna get visible no matter yes, how hard it. it is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the action, right? That's like half of it. And then the other beautiful thing is I realized, okay, <laughs> I have to sell to keep my business doors open, right? The amount of money that I make every month isn't the amount of money I'm taking home, right? I didn't realize like I have to pay taxes, right? You know, I really still work in my business only about 15 hours a week because I have a three and five year old. Um, and so I realize I'm going to have to make a lot of money if I want to keep my business doors open and be a happy human and a happy mom that doesn't burn myself out. And so it makes me happy to make money because I know I can sustain my business, sustain my podcast, like all my free stuff. Um, so I love money now. Oh, I
0: love that. <laughs> I love that sentiment. I might call the episode. I love money with Anna France. Let's
1: do it.
0: Oh, I love I lo- it. But it's so interesting. I hear those stories all the time about, you know, I invested in the coach and like I made a sale the next day, even though they haven't had a call yes. with the coach. And, and it is, it's that energetic shift of, yes, I'm doing this, I'm owning this and people really stepping into what they want, I think.
1: And I think it's so powerful as a coach if we help our clients see that because then, so in the visibility program, every single week, they have to actually write content and submit it to me. (laughs) Like they have to actually submit it. And then I don't review all the content. I review one of their content pieces every week. But I think it's that when they start from the place of them feeling like I can do this, I've got it, it's all within me, then the action they're taking feels that much easier, right? Because they're coming from that place of, oh yeah, like, I've got this all along, right? That's something I talk about a lot, actually. My
0: content is coaching is a collaboration and it's great to have that support and someone to... I don't love the word empower, but someone to empower yeah. you, you know, to, to step up and, and to do these things and support you, but also to empower you enough to make your own decisions and carry out like the majority of the tasks in your business yourself, make the decisions, write the content and know that it's good. But yeah. then also just having someone to, you know, really, really lift you up with it and not create that codependency of, oh, I need yes. you to model, like every piece of content for me because I'm still scared to put it out.
1: Yes. You write it, I'll polish it.
0: So what kind of things do you cover with your clients? Um, What things do you really see the biggest shifts with?
1: Ah, man, I think definitely visibility is a big one and then sales, right? So then I think visibility is great. I'm gonna have a whole program on it, but we just can't stop there, right? We can't just be visible. We also have to like really sell. It wasn't until I really owned selling and, and com- for me it was i committed to selling out my practice and since i was pregnant i really in order to quit my therapy job wanted to sell out for when i returned from my leave so that i kind of had guaranteed income mm-hmm. i'm kind of like like dotting my eyes and crossing my T's like that and so for me really owning and creating a simple sales process and the sales part was such a big piece for me um, So I would say like those are the two biggest areas that I focus on with my clients. And then in my one-on-one mentorship, if women have already nailed both of those, definitely talking about team stuff too. I think
0: that sales piece is huge as well. And it's something that I definitely struggled with as well, because I would think, well, they're paying me and I'm just kind of really you know, helping them along a bit, like I would help a friend or having a chat. And But then when you look at the results and something, you know, for my introverted audience is we do tend to have these gifts of being a little bit intuitive or being, you know, empathetic. And we almost take that for granted as if it's normal. The the thought of people paying for that, or you asking people to pay for that seems kind of weird. You're like, you're paying for me to be me.
1: A hundred percent. It feels very like, and then it almost feels like, well, then what if they pay for me to be me? And then I disappoint them. Right. Like yeah. what if they, I do get them to buy. I hear that block from women all the time. Like, okay, Anna, what if I, they do buy, but then what if they're disappointed or what if, you know, I don't get them the results that they want to get or, because it's us right and I think because we're heart-centered we actually care about our clients like we actually want them to get results but sometimes again that codependency piece right we get too tied up in and invested in Mm -hmm. that that we forget that it's really not our job right
0: I know I can be like that like if my clients don't vox on me between calls which is great because it means they're okay and they don't need support but I'm kind of like are they okay are they okay (laughs) do they need me and they're just not reaching out (laughs) It's like I, I care, and then I get on the call the next week, and it's almost like, "How was your week?" And they go, oh, "It was great," and I'm like, "Oh, phew, thank God for that." <laughs>
1: yes, yeah, and that's what like, I—I—I I always want to be invested in my clients' lives, right? Like, I think that's like—I mean, I want to be invested in their result. Like, I think that's a good—it's generally a good thing yeah I,
0: I would think so too. I would agree actually something i 'd love to touch on um, the fact that you work fifteen hours a week in the business because because you 've got kids, so it 's something that a lot of my clients as well you know they 're managing it around home and around around yes. kids and how what have you got in place to make sure that you can get everything done in that
1: fifteen hours? Yes well <laughs> number one i 'm pretty good about really managing my time. Well, so like, it it sounds crazy, but often when we have less time, you know, I always hear women say like, Oh, I'm going to wait to do my business till I have more time. And I'm like, that's just the biggest mistake ever because I find like the lack of time actually helps me. Like when I sit down, when my kids right now, my kids are in school. Um, but when they were younger, like I had like a part-time nanny. And so when, when it was go time, I was like doing my visibility actions, my sales actions, meeting with my clients, like, <laughs> I, I I, mean, to me, the fewer hours actually helped me be more productive.
0: Guys, have you joined the Facebook group yet? If not, head on over there, the Ambitious Introvert Network. The link is in the show notes. And I would love to have you there because... I am so passionate about giving you Ambitious Introverts this space where you can go and be yourself. You can promote your offers. You can share your services. You can share your content. You can intro yourself. You can build relationships with other Ambitious Introverts all in this introvert-friendly, safe space that I've created. And nothing would make me happier than to have you join. We also have weekly introvert co-working sessions. We do free weekly hot seat group coaching, and you'll find content and video training in there that you can't get anywhere else outside of the group. So head over, join us today, introduce yourself, and become a really active part of the Ambitious Introvert Network. I think that would work for a lot of introverts as well, because we do tend to overthink or over plan yes. or over research. Yes. And it's like, yes, all of my introverted clients do this. Yes. Um, I did a whole episode on the launch about research and that is the one it was just a short Mm -hmm. solo episode that's the one that most people reached out and they were like this is me I spend so much time just researching and overthinking and then I get this you know decision fatigue and I can't even make a decision I've just wasted two hours like you're saying if you're limiting your time and you've only got two hours you're not going to waste them
1: no. And it's so funny because in Visible Impact, we do some of our content writing together, like in a Zoom call. And I've heard women say, Anna, that was the funniest thing. Like I sh- shocked myself with how much content I wrote in one hour. And I think it's because I didn't have time to overthink it. Like you told me I had to, I give them like a little prompt, right? So that we're all writing about the same thing, mm-hmm. but they're like, I, I did have all these negative thoughts, but I didn't have time because Anna said I got to write. Right. And so I think sometimes we can, I'm all for the mindset work and the journaling and I'm a huge fan of like EMDR, like deep, deep stuff. Right. But I also think there's a time to just like do the action with love and like not let our inner critic have time to speak.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I always say to my clients, done is better than perfect. Like yes. a piece of content that's not perfect is better than no piece of content. a
1: hundred percent.
0: And aren't we our harshest critics on content as oh, well? We are. You can go over it like with a fine tooth comb and go, oh, I'll change this word or I'll change this emoji or, and actually people are just getting the sentiment. People are just interested in the concept of it, not the, not the dots. Yes. I'm actually thinking about introducing some introvert co working into my Facebook group.
1: Oh, yes, do it. I do. Mm. I think, especially for introverts, it is really powerful. Um, extroverts, too. But I think, like introverts, I think it is that space of like, it's just a loving boundary, right? Of, you know, I think creativity, sometimes we want freedom because that's why we started our businesses. But I actually think these like boundaries actually can feel really supportive, um, especially for introverts.
0: Yeah, it's like those needle movers. It's like you, you're going to have to write content yes. on a regular basis and put content yeah. out on a regular basis. So why not commit like this time per week and sit, and sit and get it done? I've done um, content co-working with a friend of mine and it oh, ha- actually okay. works really well for both of us because yes. it's just like I'm going to write X number of pieces of content and, you know, we've got one one hour or one hour and a half. Hmm. Yeah. Anyone listening that quite likes the idea of that, reach out to me, and I'm going to look at doing it. Anna yes. likes it. Anna, you can join. We let special yes. extroverts into co working as well.
1: I promise I'll be. I promise I'll be introvert friendly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So it's interesting that you said a, quite a lot of your audience are introverts. Mm-hmm. And do you think that's because a lot of your content and messaging is focused around the visibility piece?
1: I do, I'm i not sure why. I think it also because I like talk about being heart centered too. And so I think like, um, I don't, I, I, I am extroverted, but I do think, I mean, we talked about this before we hit live too. I do resonate with being like an empath. And so I think like that's attractive to introverts too. Um, yeah, I'm not sure.
0: Who knows? Maybe it's just because you're so lovely as well.
1: <laughs> you're so sweet. <laughs>
0: But no, that, that is, I think, that we get attracted to the energy that we know. So we get attracted yeah. to, to other people that are the same. But we also get attracted to people that are putting out a different energy because it's like, ooh, yes. this this is different. You know, this this yes. is nice.
1: And I think, too, I love it because I think I help show introverts. I think they see... Exactly, visibility as being one thing. But I just think I help model that like being visible can look so different depending on your personality, depending on your strengths. And so I do think that message that you can do visibility your way in a way that aligns with you um, is helpful for introverts.
0: I think that's the same with networking as well. I think introverts yes. hear the term networking and go into a meltdown like they're yes. going to be working a big room or you know exchanging business cards and giving elevator <laughs> pitches. And I was having a, a conversation on a post in a Facebook group about this this morning and this girl's like, "I'm an introvert and I'm new to these groups and I want to make connections." And I'm like, "But that's that's what it's there for like just read people's content and see Mm -hmm. if they resonate with you and reach out and say I'd love to have you know a virtual coffee and yeah you know learn about each other's businesses and see how we could support each other that's you know so much more heart-centered doing it that way than I don't know going into a specific networking group I'm gonna say totally And as empaths and introverts, I think we have a sense about who we're going to get along with. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, you get a vibe from someone, even just from their online presence, if you've never spoken to them. I agree. So in
1: terms of
0: content, video apparently is queen. Everyone's telling us, be it video or reels. I know you've done reels. I've seen your reels. They're amazing. I haven't dipped my toe yet. Um mainly because mainly because I'm not very tech savvy and I just feel like it'll take me about an hour and a half to make a 15-second clip.
1: They do take a long time. They take a real long time. (laughs)
0: That's what I'm worried about. Um, but I know video is a big thing, especially live video for a lot of introverts. So, what are your thoughts around that? Do you think we can run a successful business online without video, or do you think there are ways to incorporate it?
1: I love this question. I know people say video is queen, but I actually disagree. I think that written content is queen all day long, because I think when you get into a rhythm of writing content and writing your thought leadership, so I guess that's good news for introverts, right? Oh, yeah. Um, but then it's so much easier to go live in a way that actually resonates, right? Because then you've actually figured out, oh, this is the stuff that's resonating with my audience. And I find that when people write content, the, the video is easier because you know what you're going to talk about. Like you can use your written posts as an outline for your live or an outline for your video, right? And so that's actually what I teach is getting really good at the written content and your messaging and then using live or video or a podcast as a way to just close the sale, right? As a way. But um, I think like written content with a selfie can be just as powerful as video. I think that
0: really just helps people to connect. Yeah. Just having your face there. And also I love what you say because the consistency piece really is key. And yes. that's something where a lot of us introverts struggle, especially if we've got P's at the end of our Myers Briggs, we'll be a bit like, oh, I don't feel like writing anything yeah. today. Or I don't
1: <laughs> I'm a P at the end. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know it then. But then actually once you like you say, you've got you've got your time. Um, barrier because you know you've got to get it done in X amount of time. Yeah. But it gets easier once you commit to, you know, co working anyone, once you commit yeah. to something like that, or I'm doing my content in one hour on Sunday at 10 o'clock yeah. and it's done, the next week it's so much easier.
1: Because no matter what your mood is the next week, right? So, Invisible Impact, we write our content on Thursday, Fridays, right? They submit it to me. <laughs> so that I can review, but mostly so it's done, right? Like they actually get it finished, but that way, no matter what their next week holds, whether it's a good week or a bad week or an energetic week, they're still going to be consistently visible. Right. And if they want to do video, great. That's like the cherry on top. But I think that's how we get consistent without our, like people ask me like, you know, how do you stay always motivated or always high vibe? I'm not always motivated. I'm not always high vibe. (laughs) I definitely have crabby weeks. But the reason I'm always visible is because I do my visibility in advance. So who cares what type of day I'm having? My posts are still going out, right? And that's the beauty about written content too is not only is it so much better to convert cold audience, but it also is it's just really easy to be consistent with.
0: Yeah, and I think that, that's a really important piece for my audience about energy. Like it doesn't matter if you're on a crappy week or you feel a bit tired that day because it's it's done and it's scheduled and it's going out and it's still reaching the people that need to reach it. hundred percent. So before we wrap up, I'd love to ask you, you mark your people's content. What is the one thing that you look for when you're getting a piece of content? What do you absolutely definitely want to see in there for it to get a
1: tick? Oh man, that's such a good question. So I think Well, number one, I teach them to write four different types of content, engaging content, authority, authenticity, sales. So I really want them to see, see them do one of each of those every week. Mm -hmm. But I would say the biggest feedback that I always give is really being mindful of their calls to action at the end. And so really making sure that at the end, they're telling people how to engage with their content, right? That they're saying, Hey, comment below if this resonated or, you know, you know, if it's a post about gratitude, let me know one thing below you're grateful for. Right. So even if I think people think of CTAs as like selling and they can be, Mm. but also our calls to action can just be being really clear about how we want someone to engage with our content. So I'm always like after people with that part.
0: Love that. Great tip. And as an empath, non introvert, but knows a lot about introverts, if I were to ask you for one book recommendation for ambitious introverts who are building online businesses, which book would you tell them to read?
1: Okay, I have two. <laughs> <laughs> the first is the book that made the biggest difference for me at the start of my entrepreneurship journey is *The Big Leap* by Gay Hendricks. Just such a good. In fact, I probably need to reread it. But at the start of my business, it was just so helpful. And then after that. Um, I, I would say it's not a business book, but Codependent No More by Melanie Melody Beattie. Do I know how to say her last name? She So she has a book on codependency and then she also has a daily meditations and that daily meditation book is so powerful. And I, you know, more, obviously I can share more of my story another time, but, you know, um, recently, you know, I'm divorced and so went through a really interesting transformation in my own life. And a big part of that has been in my business and in my life releasing codependency. And so that book is like, if you haven't read it, like you have to order it right now.
0: That sounds amazing. And I would love you to come back and talk again about codependency because I think that is a huge topic for introverts.
1: And so huge for
0: business too, Mm. right? 100%. 100%. Oh, Anna, thank you so much. I'm going to pop everything in the show notes where you can reach Anna, all the book recommendations, etc. But just for anyone that's out walking, running, driving, and they can't have a look, where's the best place online that they can find you?
1: I would say definitely my podcast, The Heart Centered Entrepreneur. Follow me over there. And then my Facebook group that you can get to at heartcentercommunity.com. Love that. Thank you so much, Anna. Thank you, Emma. You're such a gem.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ambitious Introvert Podcast with me, Emma-Louise Parks. If you enjoy this show, please, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. As a thank you, one lucky reviewer each month will win a 60-minute one-on-one coaching session with me, where you'll get the clarity and confidence to attract your ideal clients. And if you know someone who could benefit from listening to the show, then please do share and help me reach as many fellow ambitious introverts as possible.